Beautiful Places with Neil Humphreys on Weekend Mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM. Joining me in the studio, Neil Humphreys, and also a special guest today, Jonathan Coe, who's the Assistant Manager of Partnerships and Marketing for Singapore River One. Our beautiful place today, Neil, is the Singapore River. But there's actually more than one. Well, there's, there's lots of rivers in Singapore, but I'm going to focus primarily on the Singapore River. Okay. So we're talking about from Robinson Quay all the way up to Marina Reservoir. Previously, of course, it led out to the Singapore sure. Straits before we built the uh, Marina Barrage Dam. Yes, I thought, let's do the Singapore River in celebration of the upcoming Singapore River Festival. It has changed so yes. much over the decades. Yes and no. Yes and no. It, is, it has changed, and I'll, I'll touch on the changes. But when I wrote one of my recent books, picking out 50 places that I love about Singapore for SG50, one of them was the rivers, just okay. the rivers. Yeah. And the publisher was... No, you have to be more specific, you know, like a tactile thing that you can touch and feel. No, I said the rivers. Without the rivers, there is no Singapore. And the Singapore River specifically is a beautiful place. I mean, for example, there's a recent bicentennial exhibition at Fort Canning, which I recommend everybody to go and see. I've been there. I've talked about it on this show. It focuses quite heavily on the Singapore River system and Singapore River specifically because there is no Singapore. Singapore River is Singapore. We all have a connection to the river, a very specific connection to the river. Myself, my second night in Singapore back in 1996, you know, my Singapore and Chinese friends, when I first arrived, they took me to Boat Quay. Mm. Very expatty kind of thing to do, you know, but it was more about the river, the view. So my first memory, I hadn't been in Singapore for more than 24 hours then, was of the Singapore River, you know, and it was spectacular. Yeah. The, the backdrop and, and the old shop houses that had been renovated that used to serve as wharfs and warehouses and, and so on, and had essentially been there for the best part of 100, 150 years. So ironically, even though Singapore, the Singapore River is one of the most modern, futuristic skyscapes mm. in Singapore mm. because of the skyscrapers, yes. it's also one of the most historic because if you look lower, you've got a view that is not that dissimilar to 100 years ago. So that's my first memory of the Singapore River. What's awesome. yours? 1989, when I came here, oh. late 1989, I was staying at the Pan Pacific Hotel. I, I was living in Tokyo at the time, yeah. and I had to do what we call a visa run, which is I had to get out of the country, out of mm. Japan every three months. Right. And get my visa renewed. So I came here, uh, staying at the uh, Pan Pacific Hotel, which at that point in time, I had to complain one night because my room was on the backside, the side that faces Suntec City, and it was still being built. Yes. And they were building round the clock, nonstop, and it was so noisy. So I complained enough that they moved me to the other side, which actually had the view of what's now Marina Bay. But the first night we were in town, I came with a friend, and we went we went in, like you did, into Boat Key. Yep. Had some, had some seafood, you know, had the touts. Yep. You know, calling us into their restaurants and have been going ever since, obviously. But more recently, um, I am a big fan of Gardens by the Bay East. Yes. Because that's, that's near where I live and I take the kids there. I go cycling there across the barrage. So that whole area now for me is is the heart of my Singapore River, you know, uh, experience. It's still the heart yeah. of Singapore it's because – you know, I get a, I get rather nostalgic and I have a soft spot for the Raffles statue on the yeah. other side because mm. that is as close as historians can be to where they think he initially landed on the mainland. He actually docked offshore at St. John's Island. Sure. Um, 
And of course, I've played Stanford Raffles in, in a movie. I don't mention that every week. <laughs> I, I do. Um, but every the, other week. The, the ironic thing was, when we filmed it, when, when we filmed me landing in uh, Singapore, which of course would have been the Singapore River, we couldn't because of all the skyscrapers. So we actually did it, I think, at Lower Pierce Reservoir, mm, McRitchie Reservoir, mm, mm. one of those for Talking Cock, the movie. So, you know, my first memory of Singapore is the river. I played Raffles landing <laughs> at the Singapore River. But it... It's a joke, but also it's a serious point yeah, in no. the sense that we all have a direct connection for the last 200 years from when it was a fishing village mm. known as Tomasic, its role as a trading port under the British Empire. If Singapore didn't have the river, the Singapore River, leading into its deep sea port, Raffles wouldn't have took that island. He wouldn't have got his credit card so, out and say, I'm having this one <laughs> and his opium in Singapore in, in that famous drug deal yeah. that he did to get the Singapore colony. We wouldn't have Singapore as it is today without the river. So you've got Raffles setting foot there. You've got Sang Nila Utama, who saw the mythical lion there, yeah. and hence the name yeah. Singapore. Then you go through the colonial era. All of Singapore is around the river. You know, it's a flourishing hub of commerce. And it's the heart. I you've mean, got it's the, the dock hands. And I grew yeah. up in London, so I grew up near the River Thames. Mm. The great cities of the world have to be on a river that ultimately lead out to the sea. That's how you get empires. That's why, whether it's uh, London or, or whether it's uh, Paris or, or, or New York with the Hudson. You Mumbai have, or Exactly. Place, yeah. You yeah. have to have rivers that lead out to a sea to be a flourishing trading port. Mm. So one of my favorite Singaporean movies, 1979, St. Jack, yeah, based sure. on the Paul Thoreau novel, yeah. you've got this magnificent final scene with Peter Bogdanovich sitting on a bench opposite which is now the Fullerton Hotel, but then, of course, was a massive post office. And this, uh, the director, Peter Bogdanovich, does this beautiful 360 panoramic view. And you see all the sampans and the, and the warehouses and the offloading and the loading. It's just a buzz of noise and, and activity. It's just a hive of activity. That has never changed. Mm. So, yes, the, most of the sampans have gone and the flotillas of boats have moved away. And it's much cleaner, I might Much cleaner. Well, yeah. that's the next point. You know, 1977, <laughs> I think it was, uh, Lee Kuan Yew kicked yeah. off the Clean the River campaign. Yeah. Huge success. So it's always been a flourishing trading port. Now it's a flourishing nightlife destination, mm. daytime destination for families. But the, the, the fascinating thing to me is apart from the historical element, it's still playing a vital role mm. for Singapore. And remember, it's only about 3.2 kilometers long from, from Robertson Quay up to Marina Reservoir. But the day they dammed Marina Barrage... Yep. Singapore River literally gives life back to Singapore again mm. because it becomes part of our water supply, an integral part of our fresh water supply, so we don't have to go with our begging bowl to Malaysia <laughs> all the time. And it's now a crucial part of our water, fresh water infrastructure. So from the earliest days of raffles to the present day, mm. the Singapore River has literally, I'm being pretentious now, but has literally given life to Singapore and, and it will never change. Let's, let's bring in Jonathan Coe, who's the Assistant Manager for Partnerships and Marketing at Singapore River One. And Jonathan, let's talk from your perspective too about how important the river is, especially the Robertson Key down to Boat Key area. It is, uh, you know, for tourists, for people going out for dinner and, and entertainment and, and just, you know, it, it is really um, an on, 
ongoing development. I mean, it's changed a lot over the years, but it's a really important part of Singapore, is it not? Yes, uh, I think so. Uh, I think what happens is that the Singapore River covering both Key Clark Key and Robson Key actually covers different aspects of like your day-to-day life, hmm. and also it, it actually stretches to different demographics. So if you're looking at like, for example, uh, Boat Key, you have the after-office crowd who comes over, go down for a pint of beer, chill, and, mm. and, and mingle with friends. And then you have the Clark Key where it's the, the, the famous nightlife where young, um, young working adults spend their party time over at Clark Key. Like and us. they have all the different experiences <laughs> there growing up. Then you have the, you know, when, when we're all settled down, we have our families, you can actually head down to Robertson Key where you can have your, you know, your weekend chills, you can bring down your pets. You have a lot of pet-friendly cafes around there. Mm. So it's like a whole dynamic uh, river that really encapsulates the different life stages of Singaporeans. Yeah. And the different stages of Singapore history. Because yeah. as you mentioned, you've got the, the nightlife and the cafes and, and the bars and, and a great theatre, of course, SRT at Robertson yes, Key true. there, puts on a lot of great productions. But if you, what I always tell visitors, yeah. if you lower your eye line, this sounds silly, but if you lower your eye line, you can step back in time. Hmm. And it's one of the only places in Singapore you can do that. So you can walk down Boat Key, Clark Key, Robertson Key, any time of the day. And if you lower your eye line to about three stories, two or three stories, it sounds silly. You've essentially got the same view right. that, that Singaporeans and visitors would have had in Raffles' era in the, back in, certainly into the 1830s, but certainly at the turn of the last century. Because, again, it's, you're just looking at restored shop houses, the Singapore River, mm. a few sampans floating past, and it's glorious. And if you think about it, there's not many places in Singapore where you can do that. Yeah. Jonathan, what's, what's the strategy? It, it, does it follow along the lines of what you were just saying, sort of the, the chill area with pet-friendly cafes, the sort of wow-wow nightlife scene in Clark Key, and then the kind of the office workers. Is, is that the strategy for that section of the river? Or is it, how, how is it being looked at from a, a marketing perspective? I think what I've described is actually the inherent vibes of the different keys. Hmm. But of course, within different keys itself, you still have like various aspects. It's not just specific to, to one demographic. They are also looking for family-friendly programs. Like within Clarky, you have Clarky Central where hmm. it's, it has, it's a family-centric malls. You have the fashion and retail side of things. You have the cafes. So I wouldn't say it is a strategy, but it's more of just the vibe that Singaporeans have created and sort of attracted towards the different keys. Yeah. yeah. Great. No, I love the place. I love the place. I mean, what is your favourite? We'll talk more about your River Festival later, but yeah. what is, as a beautiful place, yes. what is your favourite elements of the I river? I think I... Uh, I'm as a much younger Singaporean, <laughs> yes. Surprisingly, I am actually... So I'm 30, and I'm actually gearing towards Robson Key because hmm. I do yogas there. Oh, I have okay. staycations there with my wife. Okay. Every now and then, we are still waiting for our house. And then I think the weekend brunches are my favourite because yeah. we'll get friends who bring in our pets and then we just chill, have a great meal, and we will chat to about two, three, three to four p.m. Oh. It's a splendid weekend spent at Robertson Key. So I think that is one uh, place that holds dear to me. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And I think that is a very unique experience because you have the residential areas, you have the cafes, and then you also have the hotels all in one, one small key. What would be awesome. yours, Glenn? What would be yours? You know, the old Gallery Hotel, I which do. is now the inter- the Intercontinental, um, we happen to be members of the 1880 Club there, so we spend a, quite a bit of time uh, there. But at the old gallery, on the ground floor, they used to have a restaurant that mm. faced the river. And my wife and I used to go there with our daughter at the time. Now we have a daughter and a son, but we would go there for our Sunday brunch as well. And that was there was just something so nice, you know, go there at 11 in the morning on a Sunday or 10.30, mm. just so quiet. Of course, it's next door to that Auss- Aussie bar. Can't have everything. You can't have <laughs> so, everything. You know, there were 
times when it wasn't so quiet. But, you know, basically, uh, you know, I, I like that sort of Robertson Key area as well. Hmm. I'm not as big a fan of Boat Key, although I still go down there to meet friends, you know, hmm. after work or whatever. But um, I, I like the Robertson Key end better. Well, my thing is, uh, as I say, I grew up in London and I do have this lifelong fixation with both water and bridges. I love hmm. bridges. I grew, hmm. You know, Tower Bridge, San Francisco, sure. Sydney Harbour. I love bridges. And the thing about that area, you've got the Anderson Bridge, the Elgin Bridge, yep. the Kavanagh Bridge. They're all still there. They haven't, which is very hmm. unusual for Singapore. Yeah. that we yeah. haven't knocked it down and built a better bridge, a more efficient bridge, a more utilitarian bridge. We've still got those original bridges. So I do, I like to just walk. I love to walk along the river. I occasionally take the boats, mm. but uh, we need to work on those boats, you know, uh, <laughs> to make them more frequent maybe or more. Is that something they're working on with the boats to improve, not to improve them, but to make them more accessible, I think, for regular Singaporeans? I think, okay, so later on when we are talking about the Singapore River Festival, we actually do have a uh, mid-autumn festival at Robertson Quay where we have a, a boat ride that is part of a ticket price that we're actually selling off so to invite, uh, to invite Singaporeans actually to experience the boat ride. Sure. I think because uh, how many of our Singaporeans are actually experience a actual boat ride? We, we do that overseas mm-hmm. when we travel to a different country, we go to Hong Kong and then we do a boat ride. But actually, we, we don't really have a lot of Singaporeans that have experienced that. True. So we're giving uh, Singaporeans an opportunity to nice. do so this Singapore River Festival. Great. Jonathan Coe, who is the uh, assistant manager at Singapore River One, Neil Humphreys, our Beautiful Places segment, the Singapore River, here on Money FM. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.